Welcome back to Ethically Sourced, a supplement to the Black Doctors podcast. In these weekly episodes, I try to improve the quality of care that we provide to our patients with a focus on health equity and medical ethics. This week, we're going to have a bit of a journal club. I'm going to be reviewing or reading an article. This article appeared in the January 2021 edition of Emergency Medicine News, and it was written by Dr. Italo Brown. He's an emergency medicine physician, a graduate of Meharry Medical College, and he's currently practicing in California. The title of this article is Code Switching as an Emergency Medicine Survival Tactic. Physicians from underrepresented minorities are disproportionately affected by the lack of safe spaces in medicine. This is largely due to a comfort dynamic rooted in white male heteronormativity. In fact, the impulse to fit in is so significant that many underrepresented minority physicians have adopted code switching as a survival tactic. Code switching is when an individual adjusts his speech, behavior, appearance, or expression to optimize the comfort of others. This lexicon, one that involves alternate language, dialect, gestures, phraseology, etc., is developed under a form of duress. Without it, hopes of garnering equal treatment quality service, upward mobility, or notable employment opportunities may be extinguished. Some have touted this as an asset or a proverbial feather and cap, but a true stance of equity demands that we label this appropriately. Code switching is a pathological response to the stimuli of systemic and structural racism. I'm going to read that again. Code switching is a pathological response to the stimuli of systemic and structural racism. This often means underrepresented minority physicians must contort their identities just to ensure the best chances at conventional success. This often means underrepresented minority physicians must contort their identities just to ensure the best chances at conventional success in a given field. The social pressures to assimilate in order to advance are abundant and tend to be reinforced through our daily micro interactions. Consider these. Colloquial use of bro which is a nod to modern fraternity culture. In-conversation voice adjustments to match a colleague's vocal tone. Inappropriate humor used as a bridge in small talk. I'll never forget when a surgeon of color pulled me aside beyond the earshot of other providers just to ask me a question. How did you make it this far with dreadlocks? If I had them, I'd have had to kiss my career goodbye. This is an example of how self-conscious underrepresented minority physicians have to be to excel in the disciplines we love. Comfort versus identity. I admit that I have had to code switch throughout my career. For instance, though I am naturally a sports enthusiast, there was a period in my career where I paid special attention to NHL hockey. As a black man from California, hockey was never on my radar, but I knew many of my colleagues followed the sport closely. To better assimilate, I watched Barry Melrose on SportsCenter, and I applied my newfound hockey knowledge when the time came. Almost immediately, I was initiated into the fold and included in casual, non-sports workplace conversations. In hindsight, the desire to preserve my team's comfort dynamic outweighed the desire to uphold my own identity. Put another way, one could suggest that emergency physicians practice code switching or a similar adaptation, particularly the ability to speak the language of other disciplines to better navigate the consult world. When faced with eye complaints, we describe acuity and chambers and throw around phrases like cell and flare. When we speak to our obstetrics colleagues, we begin with gravita and para, 
provide last menstrual period dates, and convey if the cervical os is open or closed. But adopting the languages of other medical specialties does not infringe on our identities as physicians, while code switching directly suppresses an individual's personhood. Identity suppression. The key difference between this bridging of technical jargon and the underrepresented minority physician changing his speech down to the octave is in the consequences. If an emergency physician struggles to convey neurological signs to a consultant to aid in diagnosis, frankly, it is punitive. There is time and space to learn and develop effective communication. But if an underrepresented minority physician fails to showcase enough affinity for the same culinary styles and films or share the same idiosyncrasies from educational institutions as the majority, he will virtually be labeled an outsider. Outsiders are denied trust and opportunity, which in medicine are inextricably linked to growth and advancement. Suffice it to say, if the goal within emergency medicine is to be anti-racist, then we must acknowledge that there is more to professionalism than looking, talking, sounding, and parroting the dominant culture. Consider the possibility that we are dampening our collective success by expecting those among us from other cultural backgrounds to first demonstrate their social acuity and willingness to conform before being deemed worthy. Even more, think about the amount of talent, effort, and energy that underrepresented minority physicians devote toward blending in. Could it be better spent launching medicine and emergency medicine to their next levels? Every uncomfortable article and conversation we have inches our specialty closer towards anti-racism. But even the idea of comfort is inherently flawed. Specifically, we need to take a critical inventory of who defines and establishes the standard of comfort among clinicians. Historically, medical culture rewards those who stand out academically, but blend in professionally, a practice emphasized across the hierarchy of emergency medicine. For underrepresented minority physicians, this often translates into identity suppression. Furthermore, the concept of basic freedom remains at the heart of most systemic and structural issues we seek to correct. Our failure to unpack comfortably is essentially why we struggle to identify workspaces as cultural safe spaces. To break this code, we must address the issue head on. This article was written by Dr. Italo Brown. He is an emergency physician and an assistant professor in social emergency medicine at Stanford Hospital. He is also the chief impact officer of Trap Medicine, a barbershop-based wellness initiative that leverages the cultural capital of barbershops to address the physical and emotional health of black men and boys. He also served with the ABC News Medical Unit and has contributed health equity and wellness pieces to the New York Times, USA Today, Gentlemen's Quarterly, and The Root. You can follow him on Twitter at Great Vision, that's G-R, the number eight, Vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. I think, uh, you know, not much that I can add. We talk about code switching in our common vernacular. There's memes about it. We discuss it on Twitter and, and on social media. But the way Dr. Brown just lays it out in this article, he identifies the root of the problem. He identifies the root of the problem, and he talks about the scope and magnitude of this problem and how this issue of code switching and trying to fit in can, one, be detrimental to our careers and to our practice as physicians and as aspiring physicians. And furthermore, we're spending so much energy 
trying to fit in, that we're losing part of who we are and that we're unable to fully function and contribute all we can to our respective fields. So hats off to Dr. Brown. Um, this is a recurring feature in this emergency medicine news. It's available free online. It's obviously not just for emergency medicine physicians, so I encourage you all to check it out. Follow Dr. Brown. He's always got some good stuff to say, and he's really out there on the ground doing the lion's share of work for health equity and helping promote equitable and ethical care. So hats off to you, Dr. Brown. Um, tune in Monday to the Black Doctors podcast where we're going to have another episode. I think this week we're going to feature Dr. Scott Porter. He is a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. He's been in the game for quite some time, and I really enjoy speaking with him and learning about academic medicine and how he navigated this highly competitive field back when there was even less resources for folks that look like us. Thank you for listening to Ethically Sourced, the Supplement to the Black Doctors podcast. If you want to know more about the show, visit our website, www.theblackdoctorspodcast.com. You can see an archive of all the old episodes. We're also available on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a second, take some time to leave a ranking, comment, or message about the show, as it does help with our ratings and allows us to spread and reach and affect more people. I'm Dr. Stephen Bradley, your host. Go forth and practice ethically.